At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Monday show for you. A lot to do. A lot of baseball. Let's just get right into it. Both teams in action. The Yankees on the West Coast. And uh, boy, what a hell of a weekend they had. Some great baseball. They're playing minus 121, the Yankees are. I don't know about that. Tyone against Gilbert. Total 7.5 this is a place where the Yankees never play well, even when they are playing well, even when they have great teams, which, as we have seen, this is not a great team. Uh, they never seem to play well in Seattle, in Anaheim, Oakland. So uh, I would take Seattle here plus money. These teams just met last week. So uh, we will get to the Yankees here in what was just a dreadful weekend, what's been a bad stretch of baseball. But we have to start with the Mets, and the Mets are in action tonight. Mets, you worry here about a little bit of a letdown spot. Mets against the Reds. Mets minus 275 with Bassett going. It is Chris Bassett day. And the total is 8.5. Again, that's a big number to lay. You worry after a big series. And boy, this was as big a series in the regular season as it gets. A little bit of a letdown spot. So I would actually take the Reds plus 1.5, plus 125. I think the Mets will probably win. Hey, maybe they win the game 9 nothing, But Reds don't hit. Reds don't hit away from home. Some of their pitching's hurt or traded away. So... Uh, again, it's Bassett against Dunn. Green's hurt. Castillo's traded. So maybe this is a spot where the Mets get back on track or stay stay playing well here, uh, I should say. But again, a little bit of a letdown spot. That being said, they can afford a little bit of a letdown even for a night because uh, in boxing, after there's a, a title fight and they read all the scores from the judges, the ring announcer reads the three scores, he pauses and he says the winner and either still or new 
champion of the world in the Mets. In the NL East, we will have a winner and we will have a new division champion as the Mets bury the Braves four games out of five, win Thursday, lose Friday, and then win the next three, sweep the doubleheader. DeGrom and Scherzer look like DeGrom and Scherzer, just like you drew it up back in November when Scherzer signed. And uh, I can't remember an athlete, again, I, I mean, I'm 37, so not like I've been around forever. Some people brought up Mark Messier. I can't remember an athlete coming in here with such high expectations and not only exceeding the, exceeding the expectations on the field or on the court, but completely changing and transforming the culture where the team and the fans just expect to win. Now, you can give some of that credit to Showalter. He's deserving of some of it. He's a really good manager. He's a steadying force. I remember doing the show the day he was hired, said, I liked it. Everyone seemed to like it. Everyone likes Buck. Well-respected, can handle the veterans, can handle the young guys, been around the game forever. He's won. Even though he hasn't won at all, he's still won. You can be a winner without winning at all. Showalter's been that. But Scherzer has completely transformed this franchise. And uh, boy, he's 55-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers. I would bet that, and I would bet that now because that's a bad number. I don't know that he's going to win. I don't know that he should win. But the performance he had Saturday, seven shutout innings, 11 strikeouts, a beleaguered bullpen where you had to use Diaz in that first game of the doubleheader with a seven-run lead, six-run lead. And the rest of the bullpen can't get it done. And Diaz has to come in and, and get the outs as he always does. And he is brilliant. Here's the thing. The Mets have three of like the five or six best pitchers in all of baseball. Now that DeGrom is back and he was incredible on Sunday. I know you have the two-run homer and the final line isn't going to look as, look as good. But uh, to strike out 12 guys, to be throwing the ball as well as he's throwing, he looked fantastic. The Mets look fantastic. And again, you go back to Scherzer and he has just completely transformed this culture, this team. And the Mets now, look, the Dodgers are a machine. I think we are headed on a crash course here of Mets versus Dodgers. I have no idea who I would pick. I, you could certainly talk me into the Mets. But I, I'm getting to the point where the Mets are not only contenders, the Mets are one of the favorites and one of the rightful favorites. With DeGrom back, with Scherzer back, uh, this is just an outstanding baseball team. And let's face it, they came in here, and if you won two out of five, you wouldn't feel great about it. But with, with their lead, with their soft schedule the rest of the way, Two out of five wasn't bad. Three out of five was a, a really good weekend. Four out of five was a knockout punch. And the Mets this weekend delivered a knockout punch. Told you on Friday that seven to one was very bettable for them to win the World Series. They are now five to one. Braves are now set, are still seven to one. The Braves and Mets should not have the same number. The Mets are going to win the division here. Now a seven-game lead in the loss column. Just not enough time left. Just not enough games head to head. They still have seven head to head, but three at the end of the season. Those three games at the end of the season are not going to be meaningful in terms of the division. They might be meaningful in terms of seeding. Mets still trail the Dodgers by a good chunk here in terms of the one seed. And you don't want to be the one seed. You want to avoid the Braves, Padres, Dodgers side of the bracket. You want to face the NL Central winner, which right now would be the Cardinals. Uh, as they swept the Yankees this weekend and have a two-game lead over Milwaukee. But you want to be the two seed. And bottom line, when the, when these teams meet, when the Mets and Braves meet late September, September 29th, I think, October 1st, October 2nd, they might mean, be meaningful in terms of the Braves for the wild card, home field advantage. Hell, just to get in. I think the Braves will get in. They're good enough to get in. But you look up, they're only a few games up um, you know, on these teams that trail them for the wild card. They're only two up on the Phillies. They're right there with the Padres. So they might be meaningful in terms of seeding. They are not going to matter here in terms of the division. This division is over. The Mets with a seven-game lead. And like you said, only seven head-to-head. -head. Even if you win two of those if you're the Mets. Now, if you're beating the, beating the Mets five out of seven, it's not easy. But it's not good enough if you're the Braves to beat them five to two. You beat them six to one, maybe you can crawl back into this race. 
I guess you could, but Mets have a very soft schedule the rest of the way. It's a lot of Rockies and Pirates and Marlins and Reds and the A's. Uh, it's a Nationals. The Mets have a very soft schedule. This was an incredible weekend. And like I said, they beat them four out of five this weekend. Wasn't even that close. You're going in expecting nail-biting baseball, you know, four, three games, three, two games, postseason atmosphere. It certainly was a postseason atmosphere, especially it started Thursday night where Diaz comes in and gets six outs. Uh, but the games really weren't that close. Mets won it comfortably Thursday. Even though Diaz had to come in, they were up 5 nothing, held on to win the game. None of these games were one-run games. Friday, Walker gets bombed. The Mets crawl back in. Guillaume gets thrown out at the plate down 8-1, to one, which drove me nuts. He is not a good base runner. He, uh, some of that's on the third base coach. A lot of it is. But Guillaume is slow and not a good base runner. He does some bad things on the bases. So I'm getting doubled up last week in a game where they're down three runs uh, off second base in the eighth inning against Washington. He's not a good base runner. But Friday night, they crawl, crawl back into it. They lose. All right, series is 1-1. Friday, they uh, Saturday for the doubleheader, they ambush the Braves in the early game. Uh, they beat up on Oda Rizzi, just hammer him, have to hold on again with Diaz uh, coming into that game. But then Saturday night, Scherzer's lights out. And then Sunday, DeGrom is DeGrom. Strider, the, the rookie phenom, was not sharp. Was lucky to get out of the first inning unscathed. Big third inning with four runs, and you give DeGrom a four-run lead. That game is over, and the game was over. Like I said, Strider could have easily given up runs in that first inning. Remember, there was that long, it was a long inning. It was like a 36-37 minute first inning. There was a challenge with Nimmo at second. Boy, these replays drive you nuts because uh, you know you come away with it. you spend sit here with spending 15 minutes on a call in the first inning, whether a guy's out or safe at first. If you can't tell in a minute, just move on. Keep with the, keep the call on the field. It's just ridiculous how it kills the game. But uh, the Mets just in fantastic shape here. Mets are in absolutely fantastic shape. They're gonna win the division. They are minus 500 to win the division at Bet Rivers. That price is not long enough. They are absolutely gonna win this division and looks like they're gonna win it pretty comfortably here as the Mets are just playing outstanding baseball. And if you look at the rest of the NL standings here, it's really kind of let's see, Dodgers are in, Mets are in. I would say it's really, and the Padres, you know, greatest team on earth after they trade for Soto. Had a terrible weekend against the Dodgers. Lost that game Thursday to uh, the Rockies at home as big favorites. So, you know, it's funny. These games still come down to pitching. You talk about Soto and Machado and they'll get Tatis back. Still comes down to pitching. And I don't know that they have enough pitching. The Padres with Musgrove and Snell and Darvish, who you can't really count on. So uh, if you look at the NL, I mentioned... The Cardinals pass the Brewers in the Central, and the winner of that division will likely be the Mets' first-round opponent, assuming they win their best two out of three, because they'll be the three-seed, the winner of the NL Central, and play one of the wild cards. So as it's shaping up right now, you got Brewers and Cardinals, two teams in the Central, and then Padres and the Phillies. It's really three teams. It's four teams for three spots. It's four teams for three spots because the, the whoever doesn't win the Central can still get a wild card. And then you have the Braves, the Phillies, the Padres, and then, of course, the loser of the NL Central. So the runner-up in the NL Central, the Phillies, the Padres, and the Braves, those are the four wild card contenders for the three spots. The rest of the divisions pretty are, are pretty clear here. The Mets are going to win the East. The Dodgers are going to win the West. And then you're going to get the NL Central winner, winner whether that's Milwaukee or whether that's St. Louis. Like I said, St. Louis after a good weekend is now up two games. Milwaukee traded Hater. We'll see how uh, that plays out. That could certainly come down a wire, come down to the wire. Both central races, it's funny. They don't get any attention between the Twins, the Guardians, the White Sox. Nobody cares. Nobody pays attention. And then in the NL Central, it's a very quiet race with the 
uh, Brewers and the Cardinals. But those are the two best races right now because everything else, unless you think the Blue Jays are going to come out of the woodwork and challenge the Yankees, which they could cut it close. But look, nine games in the middle of August is still nine games in the middle of August. Um, the central win the central races, while they're not exciting, while they're not talked about, uh, are the closest races. And to get to the AL Central, it's Twins plus 125. White Sox plus 130. Guardians are 3-1. to one. And then the NL Central, Cardinals now minus 159. Brewers plus 110. So the NL playoff picture, Mets are in. Dodgers are in. Dodgers are probably going to be the one seed. Mets are going to be the two seed. And then it is uh, the NL Central winner. And then it is, so essentially four teams, or really five teams for four spots is a better way of putting it. NL Central winner. And then the four wild cards for three spots. So, um, going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. You still think it'll probably be Braves-Padres in that first round. Winner of that will play the Dodgers. And then either the Cardinals or Brewers will play either the Phillies or the Cardinals or the Brewers. It could be the Cardinals play the Brewers in the first round. Whoever doesn't win the division gets that last wild card spot. Them or the Phillies. So, uh, really... Four teams for three spots in terms of the wild cards. Five teams for four spots overall when you look at the National League. Dodgers in, Mets in, NL Central winner, and then NL Central runner-up in the mix. And then, of course, the Braves, who I think will get in, the Padres I think will get in, and then the Phillies. I would think the NL Central comes down to... Let's just... Boy, I'll call the Cardinals the winner because they do have a two-game lead, although I'm sure they've got a bunch of games head-to-head. We'll call the Cardinals the winner in the NL Central. And then we'll say it comes down to Brewers and Phillies for that final spot. And we'll give it to the Phillies. So it could be Phillies and Cardinals round one. Braves, Padres round one. And the Cardinals-Phillies winner taking on the Mets. And the other matchup, Braves-Padres, the winner taking on the Dodgers. Again, a lot of baseball still to be played. These teams are bunched together. But we're starting to see some clarity here in the National League as the Mets uh, just knock out the Braves. Beat them four out of five. Wasn't particularly close. Like I said, they have three of the, I don't know, five, six, seven best pitchers in the sport. That that number might even be smaller. I mean, Diaz, you can't even put the ball in play. DeGrom is DeGrom, best pitcher on the planet when he's healthy, and he certainly looks healthy. Took him long enough, but hey, he's back. It worked out perfectly. And then you have Scherzer, who is not just a Hall of Famer, but he's an inner circle Hall of Famer here. One of the, you know, I don't know, 15 best pitchers of all time. I mean, he's Scherzer, so... You've got three of, I don't know, the, the the five or six best pitchers in the sport. It's going to be hard to beat the Mets. It really is. I know the Dodgers are loaded. You look at that roster. You look at that lineup. It's like a damn all-star team. But they don't have great pitching. Kershaw's hurt. Bueller's been bad and now hurt. They piece it together. They, look, they, they win seemingly every night, and that lineup is loaded. They seem to always figure out a way to get it done with Boots, with, with Betts, and with Turner, and Freeman. And you just go down the line. The team is loaded, but they don't have that great starting pitching. They really don't. So... Uh, I think we're looking at a Mets-Dodgers-NLCS, which would be just great for baseball. It would be so entertaining. East Coast, West Coast, everything between the Dodgers and the New York history. Uh, the pitching versus the hitting. Boy, baseball could not ask for more than Mets versus Dodgers, the NLCS. And uh, I don't know if we'll get our dream Final Four of Yankees-Astros, Mets-Dodgers. We'll see if the Yankees can keep up their part of it. And that's uh, that's what we'll talk about next. The Yankees, is it time to panic? Find out next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. 
Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. We got to the good. Let's get to the bad and the ugly. And that is across town with the Yankees, who last time we talked to you was Friday. We said, hey, they're in St. Louis for three games. Need to play a little better. Haven't played well. Haven't played well for a while now. Well, it didn't get any better Friday night. And this is what bad teams do. They find ways to lose games. Similar to the first three months of the season where they found ways to win games, they have found ways to lose games here because Friday night they have a lead. Holmes spits it up again. Holmes is somebody uh, you start to have to worry about a little bit now. He didn't have much of a track record. He became a superstar. Couldn't get a run off him. Couldn't get the ball to the infield. He's given up a few of these here in the last month or so. Control's been an issue. Command's been an issue. I still trust them, but it's something to keep an eye on. So that was Friday night. They lose the game. Saturday, and here's what bad teams do. They pitch well. They don't score. They score a bunch of runs. They don't pitch well. Saturday night, they pitch well. They hold the Cardinals to one run. Now, Herman gave a bunch of rockets all over the ballpark, and Herman's not somebody you trust. But they hold the Cardinals to one run. They score zero. They lose. Sunday, score a bunch of runs. Score nine times. Judge has four RBIs. Benatendi finally gets a couple hits. Welcome to the ball club. Thanks for joining us. LeMahieu homers. Score nine times. Well, they gave up 12. Montas gets bombed. Efros gets bombed. It's funny. You know, everyone loved the Yankees deadline and hated the Mets deadline, as I mentioned. Uh, the Mets acquisitions looked pretty good, at least a, a week in here. The Yankees, look at the Yankees trade, trade deadline here. Montgomery, who they gave away, pitches five shutout innings against them on Saturday. Double whammy. Montas gets bombed, can't throw a strike. Awful debut. Awful. Looks like another Sunny Gray 2.0. Look, it's one start. He's been away from the team. We'll see. But an inauspicious start for Montas. Castillo, who everyone wanted, everyone thought they were going to get, he sticks it to him uh, on Wednesday, pitches a great game against Cole and beats them. So, I mean, this has just been a rough deadline. I know, look, it's a small sample size. Things can turn around. But uh, the Yankees here, even when they were winning, we said, look, they have plenty of issues. Kiner Falefa, Donaldson, Hicks, Gallo, who's off the team. But Ben Attendee has morphed into Gallo here, and I think he'll be okay. But to be fair, I mean, it's just something about the left fielder position that's been cursed here for the Yankees. So the Yankees have all sorts of issues. Now only nine up in the loss column on Toronto. You don't worry about it yet, but you're at the point where, hey, if you lose every day for a week or two, you're, you're going to let the, the other teams back into it. Uh, and they have lost five in a row. They've lost six out of seven. And the schedule's not easy. They go to Seattle for three. It's never easy on the West Coast, as you know, if you're a Yankee fan. Then they get at Boston. They go to Fenway. Then they deal with the Rays. They got four with the Blue Jays. So you wouldn't think they're in any danger of losing the division. You wouldn't even think this gets closer than four or five, but... Hey, considering the lead they have, if this ever got to a point where it's 2-3 and you have to sweat it out, uh, boy, it would be just one of the all-time great choke jobs. I don't think we're there. I don't think we'll get there. I think the Yankees will bounce back and play well enough to keep Toronto at bay here. Uh, and that's the luxury you've, you, you've given yourself by playing this well for that long is, you know what, you can play mediocre baseball for a month or so, and they really have. This is a long time here. They've been a 500 or worse team. This has been a month plus of really average baseball. But you've given yourself a cushion where, hey, as bad as things are, you're still going to wake up and your season's going to start early October in the division round in what is essentially the quarterfinals. Because, you know, as I mentioned with the Mets, you got to sort of change how you use the language here in terms of the baseball playoffs. You usually just say, hey, they're a playoff team. Well, now that's different because a playoff team is different. You know, it's different if you're the Twins or the Rays and you have to play that best two out of three, especially if you're on the road, then go on the road for a division series, then LCS, then World Series. 
it's different if you're the Yankees and you get one of those buys. I call it if you're the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, you're a quarterfinals team. You're in the quarterfinals. You're two steps away from the World Series. So the easiest thing in the world is to come in here and say the Yankees are done. The Yankees are not good enough. And that might be the right take. The Yankees might be done. The Yankees might not be good enough. They might fall short. And I think the probability here is they probably do. Is this team winning the World Series? You know, life on your line, life on the line. Is this team winning the World Series? Probably not. Probably not. They just have too many flaws. I don't know why they haven't called the shortstop Peraz up. You don't want to trade the guy. You don't want to call him up. He's hitting homers every day. He's got a bunch of homers. I think he's got 15 homers in the minors. Supposedly he plays a really good shortstop. Kiner Falefa. I mean, we know the struggles. He can't walk. He doesn't walk. He doesn't have any power. He's okay at shortstop. He's, I would say he's even below average at shortstop. Donaldson's showing you life here and there with the bat at third base. And he plays a decent third base. But uh, I would try to give this team a jolt, whether it's bringing up Clark Schmidt, whether it's bringing up Peraza. And remember, 2005, Tony Womack was the Yankees' second baseman. He was shot. He wasn't playing well. They said, you know what? Let's call up the new kid in the minors. Let's give him a shot. And he helped turn the team around, got him into the playoffs. It was Robbie Cano. So uh, sometimes the unknown gives the team a spark. Sometimes the kid in the minors turns out to be a superstar. And I think it's time to find out with Peraza. And look, like I said, the easiest thing in the world is to come in and count him out. And you know what? Life on the line, do they win a World Series? They probably don't. They probably don't. Their flaws catch up to them at some point, whether that's the first round, which I, I still think they'll get by, whether it's against the Astros, which I could certainly see beating them, or it's, you know, if they made it to a World Series, where they beat the Mets or the Dodgers in the seven games or would their flaws get exposed. Uh, that we'll find out. But look, the, the Yankees uh, are in the mix here. They're going to be in the mix. The easiest thing to do is to say, you know what, they're not winning. You're probably right. But they've earned the opportunity to slump here. I mean, remember the 2000 Yankees, if, if you're old enough to remember, the 2000 Yankees basically lost every day in September and were just completely awful for a month. And they turned around and won the World Series. T turned around and won the World Series and really weren't pushed too much along the way. So it can happen. And that was the year they played the Mets. Uh, they beat the Mariners in five. And, you know, I think it was Oakland in the first round. It usually it seems like they play Oakland every year in that first round. So it, it can happen. It can happen where you turn things around. You know, and, and you can really uh, look back at this time. Let's just say they win it. They win the whole thing. You can look back at this time in August, and this will be an afterthought. This will be a blip. You can say, you know what? It's 162 games. All of these teams go through that. But certainly concern here for the Yankees. You like to see them bounce back, play well against Seattle. I don't trust them too much to play well here against Seattle. Seattle's a good team, good pitching. They never play well on the West Coast. But... Uh, Yankees at some point here are going to have to play better, but they have given themselves a point here where they've got some cushion. And the bright side is, hey, they were due for a slump. They weren't going to win. Remember, they were on pace to win 122 games at one point. You look at this roster, you watch this team play every day, this is not 122-win type talent. So the fact that they're slumping, you could, if you want to be optimistic, glass half full, say, you know what? They got the slump out of the way. They've taken some of the pressure off of themselves come October. Because if you go into October with a 112-win season, a historically great season, you put a lot of pressure on yourselves to hold up the trophy at the end and have a parade. Uh, that pressure has been alleviated. People have seen their flaws. People don't trust them. People are knocking them. I almost think in a weird way this takes a little pressure off of the Yankees going into October. Now, look, you're only up nine here. you still got a decent runway left. You don't want to spit this whole thing up and have it get, you know, uh, in a situation where things are tight and this is a, a two-game lead, three-game lead, you, you want to put yourself in a position where you can cruise to the AOE's title. But 
Uh, the Yankees certainly here have not played well, have not played well for a while. But there is time to turn it around. And there is time here for there to be another chapter in this season, another chapter in this story. As the Yankees, uh, look, their season starts in October. I mean, they could not play well here this next six weeks, seven weeks, or they could play lights out. It's going to come down to a best of five against you know Tampa, uh, Tampa, Toronto, Seattle, and then a best of seven likely against Houston. And that's what's going to determine their season, not these three games against the Cardinals, not a bunch of games you know in the middle of the summer against the Red Sox. It's going to come down to October, and can they get it done six or seven weeks from now? And they certainly have their flaws, but I think they have some solutions here in terms of the shortstop and the minors, Peraza, I think the bullpen will pitch a little better. They certainly miss Stanton. They miss Rizzo. Uh, Severino's been hurt. The injury bug has certainly bitten them. And, hey, some of these guys are injury prone. Stanton's always hurt. Severino's always hurt. When they get these guys back, I think they'll be a different team. So I'm actually, you know, the easiest thing in the world, like I said, it would be come here and say the Yankees are done. The Yankees are finished. And to be fair, the Yankees deserve this. Corey Seager was there in the winter to be signed. They didn't sign him. They went dumpster diving and brought in Kiner Falefa. Past years, Machado, Harper. They were there to be signed. They didn't sign them. They've gone cheap here. I've said it forever. They've gone cheap. Not being interested in Soto. Not being interested in Machado, in Harper, in Corey Seager. Putting Kinder Falefa at shortstop. Not going over the luxury tax. Two years ago, they get Corey Kluber at the, in the winter. Uh, and nobody else for $9 bucks. Total waste. They've been cheap here. This isn't George Steinbrenner's Yankees. This is a new day, a new era. They're frugal. They're cheap. They tiptoe around this luxury tax, which is a joke. I mean, they print money. They're worth $7 billion. So some of these flaws have come back to bite them. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean they can't win. I still think there's another chapter, another story to be told with this Yankee season. And we'll see in October. We'll see in October. I mean, you're going to have your ups and downs over the course of a baseball season. It's certainly been ugly. It's been ugly for a long time. It's concerning. I think concerning is the right word. But the Yankees are not done yet. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. We'll talk plenty of Mets. Yankees will start to get into some more football. A good week ahead. The creator of Freezing Cold Takes will join us. Ian Eagle uh, will get into some football, some fantasy football, Jets, Giants. So busy week, Yankees, Mets, bunch of football. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.